Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am very well. I was thinking, oh, I don't know what story to tell at the beginning of today's podcast. And then I was trying to do, I always do a little test before I record the podcast, just to make sure everything's working and it's coming across across really clearly. And uh, I kept playing it back. I thought, this is terrible. It's not working. I don't know what's going on. So I have moved all the furniture around. I've closed doors. I've closed curtains. I've tried everything. Still wasn't wasn't coming across well. I was really quiet, most unlike me. And uh, then eventually I realised I just hadn't pushed the sockety thing into the computer enough so that it was recording at proper volume. So there we go. There's my silly story for the morning. Never mind. Anyway, so I had somebody contact me to say how much they love hearing about books that are coming up that haven't been published yet. But also, could I look at some that have been published for a while and give some recommendations? And it got me thinking. So I look back um, because, as you may know, I first started doing these book reviews, these quick book reviews on Instagram nearly two years ago. And then I uh, started doing the podcast and then I went on to Twitter. So you can contact me in all those ways. But I started looking back at Instagram to see, well, what was I reading about 12 months ago and which books would I recommend? And I've come up with quite a list. So I thought, right, let's just see how long I've got and talk you through some of these different books, because there might be some I'm sure you've heard of most of them but you might not have actually read them so I thought I'll give you some information so you can decide whether you want to read them yourself or not I hope that's okay so the first book is by an author called Gillian McAllister now Gillian has written several standalone thrillers Um, she until recently was sort of working full-time as a solicitor as well she has a brilliant capacity for coming up with fantastic ideas, page turner books where you just want to know what's going to happen because you care about these characters and you want to know what's going to happen and you know there's going to be such a twist at the end. I don't know how she keeps coming up with them. She's also one of the two people that present the Honest Writers uh, podcast that I mentioned previously that's a really good one to listen to. So this book is called No Further Questions. And the premise is that uh, that Martha last saw her sister when she left her babysitting 
and now she's watching Becky stand trial for murder. They're on opposite sides of the courtroom, hearing evidence that's meant to finally bring the truth to light. What happened that night? What does Martha really want to know? Um, so the other bits of the blurb are the police. This is like a, a film advert for you, so I should do it in a film voice, but I won't. The police say she's guilty. She insists she's innocent. She's your sister. You loved her. You trusted her. But they say she killed the person you care about most. Um, I really enjoyed this book because I knew that there was some twists and turns. I knew that I couldn't imagine what those would be. And as I say, I really cared about these characters and what would happen. I mean, just how awful for these two sisters to be in this situation. Nobody's winning from this. And whatever happens in the court case, there's no one winning from it. Um, and you know that at the beginning you've been given accurate facts, but you haven't been given all the facts. And it slowly emerges. And I just think it hooks you in from the beginning. Um, it's got a really good storyline, really good dialogue. Uh, I think it's probably one of her best that I've read so far um, and just really enjoyed it. It's got court scenes as well, which I do love a good court scene, um, which Gillian certainly can write. So, yes, that's my first recommendation for you. So if you like thrillers, um, ones with a legal edge as well, if you're interested in seeing how um, the pressure of it being two sisters sort of pitted against each other, unfortunately, in horrific circumstances, um, then one one for you. Now, I know some people, when they do book reviews, flag up, oh, be careful because there's this issue in the story that might affect you or there's this that might affect you. In this book, as with most crime thrillers, there are issues that could affect any of us if we've had some really unfortunate experiences but I'm not going to tell you about what this book touches on um, because I just think it's up to you to read and decide if that's something that affects you or not so I'm not giving warnings in this podcast I've decided unless it is something so graphic and I don't think it is at all in this book I think it's well worth a read I think it's really um, a great story highly commendable I would say so that one is Gillian McAllister, No Further Questions. Now, the next book is another legal thriller, actually, and it's by Steve Kavanagh. I have gone on about Steve's other books so much, you're probably bored of me talking about them. But this is one I haven't mentioned before. So it's part of a series in which the latest book has been 13. And that is the book that I have probably droned on about a little bit too much. So apologies for that. But this book comes just before that. Now, I have seen there are some Christmas offers where you can buy all four books in the series for a very good price. So do shop around if you're interested in that. Um, I think if you like John Grisham of old, um, I don't know if it, they're as good as they used to be, John Grisham's, but certainly of old, really good court scenes, really interesting, quirky characters, um, then these are for you, I would say, absolutely. They are based in America, but actually Steve isn't American. Um, he lives in Belfast. And up to very recently, he was working full time as a lawyer, as a civil rights lawyer. So I'm getting a bit of a theme with this podcast, actually. It, actually, it's probably a reflection on the fact that I like legal dramas, but never mind. The, what I love, of, uh, the story I love about Steve Kavanagh is that when he went to university, he couldn't decide between, I think it was a marketing degree or a law degree. 
And uh, when he arrived there for his first day, his first year at university, there, there was a party. And let's just say he enjoyed the party. So the next day when they went to actually sign up and make the final decision about what degree they were going to do, he formed the queue that he thought was going to marketing. Um, and uh, after a number of uh, lectures, he realised that actually he'd signed up for law. And he became this amazing lawyer and has written these amazing books. So I just think that's that's brilliant. Um, so the premise of this, who is deadlier? Leonard Howe's worst nightmare has come true. His daughter Caroline has been kidnapped. He can't rely on the cops, so Howe calls the only man he trusts to get her back. Eddie Flynn vows to bring Caroline home safe. Once a con artist, now a hotshot criminal lawyer, Flynn is no stranger to the shady New York underworld. However, as he steps back into his old life, Flynn realises that the rules of the game have changed. But who is pulling the strings and is anyone in this twisted case telling the truth? Well, hopefully that sort of spikes your curiosity. What I like about this as well, because the main character, Eddie Flynn, had this sort of past of um, being a con artist, there's a little bit of, I don't know if you've ever watched a program called Hustle, where people are sort of conning people. I mean, this guy is legitimate now, but he just has these little tricks and quirks. I just love it because it just brings something different. So it's actually to align him to being John Grisham is, is wrong. It's more than that. It's a, a more well-rounded character than, than you get in, in Grisham's books. But I, I just think it's great. R really enjoyable read. Um, just over 300 pages long. So something that you can really get into the plot. In fact, on the front here, it says a quote by Ian Rankin, plotting that takes the breath away. Well, it's not taking my breath away. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. But I think it's still really good. Another one that I would highly commend. So now we're going to go on to the next book. So this third book I'm going to talk to you about is called The Night She Died by Jenny Blackhurst. Now, I've recently reviewed another of Jenny's books, but literally looking back in time, this I was reading this book around 12 months ago and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's The premise of it is that on her own wedding night, beautiful and complicated Evie White leaps off a cliff to her death. What drove her to commit this terrible act? It's left to her best friend and her husband to unravel the sinister mystery. Following a twisted trail of clues leading to Evie's darkest secrets, they begin to realise they never knew the real Evie at all. So this is not a courtroom drama, so something slightly different, but it's still a case of who is guilty, who caused, this, caused her to do this, um, what were all the sort of secrets that led up to that time, what was she thinking about, what was going on, why would she do something that awful, and what pushed her to that point. I found it um, a real page turner. Um, I know I use that a lot, but I think that's a good sign that you're caught up in it. I'm reading a book at the moment and I just don't want to put it down. I just want to find out what, what happens. I'm not going to tell you what the book is till the next podcast. I'm going to finish that book first if it's the last thing I do. Um, but yes, this was a page turner. I wanted to keep reading it. I wanted to find out what happened. It was something quite different, a more unusual set of circumstances, which was super. Um, and I've already told the story about when I had to uh, help this author get home one night uh, by the use of my incredible sense of direction. 
I'm not going to repeat it. It was embarrassing enough for me to confide in you the first time round. But yes, if you listen back, you'll hear that story, how I just managed to mess up yet, yet once again. Actually, no, I didn't mess up. I did get her to where she needed to go eventually. And I am waiting for for myself to crop up in a, in a book as uh, the wrongdoer who didn't know where she was driving. There we go. Anyway, so yes, The Night She Died by Jenny Blackhurst. Brilliant. It's a standalone. You don't need to have read any others. And I should say the same for Steve Kavanagh's books. You can read them um, out of out of sorts. You don't have to read them in the order that they're set, I don't think. Yes, you get more of a background, but they are great. They work just as well on their own. And Jenny's are equally standalone thrillers. Um, so really good. Really commend that one to you. I did read it. I didn't listen to the audiobook of that one, so I can't tell you what the narrator was like, which you Usually with Jenny's, I often listen to them on audiobook. But you've got a whole range of different stories that she's published. Um, but this one, The Night She Died, Jenny Blackhurst, another brilliant read. So the next book is called The Wife by Meg Wallitzer. You might have heard about it because it got a lot of publicity last year when they made it into a film. And that's actually how I came to this book and this author. Um, I really enjoyed it, obviously. I went to see the film first. And I think, in a way, that's a better way of doing it because if I read the book first and then see the film, I'm really, I really get quite annoyed because I think, oh, they've left out this crucial bit or I didn't see it set like that. I didn't see the character like that. Why have they put it in this way? Whereas if you see the film first, you just take it at face value. You think, well, that's fine. And then you read the book and it's another way of getting more from it. You, you get more layers from it. Yes, you might judge it. You might judge the characters based on what you saw in the film, perhaps. But it just adds more to it rather than setting off with high expectations and then being disappointed in the film. If that makes sense. I don't know if it does. So the premise of this book, Joe and Joan Castleman are en route to Helsinki. Joe is thinking about the prestigious literary prize he will receive there while Joan is plotting how to leave him. For too long, she has played the role of supportive wife, turning a blind eye to his misdemeanours, whilst quietly being the keystone of his success. But behind the compromises, the disappointment and disillusionment, there lies a secret. So this book is, let's have a look, just over 200 pages long. So it's not a long read. Um, it, it, it's not a, an easy, quick read. They're quite complex paragraphs. You know, you do need to take your time to chew through the words, but it it's a, a relatively quick read for what it is. Um, I found it really good. It's totally different. So it's not a crime. It's not a thriller. I think it's just a focus on a relationship and the... Uh, trials and tribulations um, I think it's told very much from the female perspective and this seething resentment that echoes across the pages um, of uh, a wife reflecting on her marriage and her husband and what she's had to sacrifice um, and what she's put up with. There were elements included in the film that were not in the book which I thought oh that's strange they really have changed um, some significant components of it but equally there are pieces in the book that weren't covered in the film so it's, it's great if you've seen the film I'd really still recommend you read the book if you haven't read either seen either then still still 
it's worth having a look at this one. And if you want something that's just more gentle, it's more gentle in a way, but because it's so real and so brutal about your personality when you get married and what you might give up and sacrifice, um, that it can be, it's quite hard to read in, in that respect. But you haven't, you haven't got a, a crime of a body being discovered or um, an awful event happening and uh, the pace of trying to sort out what's going to happen and the twists and turns. This book does have twists and turns, but in a, in a much more sort of personal way. Um, I really recommend it. And I do want to read more of Meg Wallace's books because I think she's an extraordinary author. I've uh, watched a few interviews with her as well recently and I, I need to get on and read some of her books. So if you've read any others of hers, please let me know, um, particularly if they're ones that you'd suggest I, I read next that would be great I would really appreciate that so that is The Wife by Meg Willitzer right now the next book I want to talk to you about something quite different again is called How Do You Like Me Now by Holly Bourne Holly's written a variety of books quite a few YA really good addressing all sorts of issues particularly mental health which is great um, the more people are talking about it, the more books there are for people to read, I think the better. But this is her sort of adult book. Um, so taking it for the next step from, from YA. Um, and people say as well, oh, this is just the funniest book I've ever read. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on the author, but also as a reader, because if someone says to me, this is the funniest thing, I expect to read it and not be able to stop laughing from the first page to the last. To the last. And it might be that the book's funny and just makes the corner of your mouth rise because you're smiling a little bit or you, it just makes you feel happy but it doesn't necessarily mean that your ribs are going to snap open because you are laughing so much. So I think that's the first thing to, to say. I, I did find it humorous, but there were all other emotions as well that I, that I felt when I read it. Anyway, let me tell you about it. So everyone wants to be Tori Bailey, a straight-talking, best-selling author. She's inspired millions of women around the world with her self-help memoir and uplifting posts online. What's more, her perfect relationship with her long-term boyfriend is the envy of all their friends. But Tori isn't being honest. While everyone around her is getting engaged and having babies, Tori's boyfriend will barely look at her, let alone talk about marriage. And when her best friend Dee unexpectedly falls in love, suddenly Tori's in danger of being left behind. Tori's built a career out of telling women how to live their best life. But is she brave enough to admit it's not what she wants? Now, someone has said, oh, I didn't like this book because I thought it was chiclet and it wasn't. This is not chiclet. This is just this is um, a coming of age, a coming of life, a, a modern look. It's not Bridget Jones, but if we're going to put it in boxes, is it that sort of thing? It's just about someone who thinks they know where they are in life. And suddenly they pause for breath and, and realise that maybe they're not where they thought they were. It's about the pressures of relationships. And um, and she, Holly does write with humour about that, certainly. And it just makes you think that about what we should accept in life and what we shouldn't and therefore change. So it's, um, again, no crimes, no bodies, no murders at all. Um, just a, a sort of a life affirming, a self identity affirming book, and uh, certainly one that 
that I would recommend to you. So that was the book How Do You Like Me Now by Holly Byrne. So I think we've got quite a selection there. There's five different books that I've talked to you about. Um, so we've got No Further Questions, Gillian McAllister, The Liar by Steve Kavanagh, The Night She Died, Jenny Blackhurst, The Wife by Meg Wallitzer, and How Do You Like Me Now by Holly Bourne. So hopefully that's given you something else to think about. Those are all available in paperback. Um, and I'd be really interested to hear what you think about them. If you've got other suggestions, what books you were reading 12 months ago and whether you'd still rate them. You know you can contact me in all the normal ways. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Just look for the orange logo that I use for this podcast, Quick Book Reviews. And you can email me at quickbookreviews at outlook.com. And I just love hearing from you. So do get in touch. And if you've got any questions, do let me know. I have a listener's question uh, to ask. So Andrea has said, what tea am I currently drinking? Yeah, I think this is a sad reflection on the fact that I have talked about drinking cups of tea quite a lot over the time in this podcast. Well, Andrea, thank you for your question, but I have disappointing news, disappointing news for you and for me, because currently I've gone back to tea bags because I just can't be doing with all the faff of these little bits of tea leaves and everything. So I'm currently on um, PG Tips Extra Strong and it's just not strong enough. It's not rounded enough. It's not got enough depth. I'm very disappointed. So if you've got any better suggestions, please let me know. So there we go. That's my chat with you today about the books that I was reading roughly 12 months ago and which ones I'd suggest you have a look at too. Uh, I'm about to finish this brilliant book, as I say, and I can't wait to talk to you about that. But this book isn't out till next year. So I won't rush that one just yet. But I've got quite a few interesting books that I'd love to chat to you about. So I'll be back again soon. Take care now. Bye bye. <laughs> That's enough books, said no one, ever. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. See you again soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.